Hello and welcome to Spiritually Queer with me, your host, Jane Lyon, where we talk about all things that intersect queer life and the spiritual path. We'll be exploring everything from sexuality to new age spiritualism, while of course keeping things rooted in tradition and celebrating queer liberation as human liberation. This is a warm and inclusive space for all to come and explore their queerness, their spirituality, and to live in devotion to creating a new earth. Shambhala is right here in front of us. Are you ready to dive in? Okay, hello, 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 and welcome to Spiritually Queer with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Today, of course, I have another special guest, one of my amiga brasileiras. <laughs> Yo tenho muito, muito saudade por mi amiga brasileiras, por falarem uh, português. Like, it's so funny being here in Mexico. I'm My Spanish is pretty good, but I'll have these moments. Like, yesterday I had a whole conversation and I'm like, I looked at my friend and I was like, I only, that was all Portuguese, wasn't it? And she was like, we understand you. And I'm like, but it wasn't Spanish. <laughs> and it's not, not okay but oh my gosh I wasn't even planning on starting the show this way but I am missing hearing Brazilians I am missing Brazilian culture like oh like the word saudade just like has like a whole new meaning for me because it's like this, it this yeah it's like this yearning and this missing so it's so funny that's like my first projection of you was like your accent and your language and just, <laughs> I miss all of it so much because it was like such a big part of my life and it, it still is you know I'll never shake that off but mm -hmm. besides the fact that she's Brazilian you guys Emily Jordão is a beautiful friend that I got to meet at a really fun wedding actually a couple years ago in Hawaii honestly best wedding I've ever been to it was such a party I got to meet you and your amazing sister and we've just stayed connected since then and it's been so fun to stay connected I've gotten to give you some Reiki sessions and I've gotten to work with you and your in your work and your community and it's kind of like oh we met at this like big wedding party and then we're both doing this work of like healing other people and when I think of Emily I think of her specialty is like getting people off their psych meds getting people really focused on alternative healing really focused on their health but I know that you have a, a background in nutrition and that you're a yoga teacher as well and there was one thing that I thought was interesting that I noticed on your Instagram that said brain health and detox as a way of living so mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to want to hear more about all of that but you guys this is my amazing friend Emily would you like to introduce yourself to us and tell us who are you today Oh, yes, most definitely. Thank you so much, Jane. So happy to be here. Uh, I love everything that you said and how we met. And, you know, it was just, yeah, it's just one of these things that were meant to be. And actually, I learned that you were, you know, a Reiki practitioner at that trip. And I was so interested. I went and studied Reiki uh, because of that, because I learned that you were, I'm like, okay, anyone can do that. Like, she can do that. I could do that, too. So I felt inspired because, you know, I'm like, I don't know what you have to do to learn about Reiki. But turns out, you know, my friend can do it. I can do it. So I was so excited oh, about that. <laughs> so I don't, I don't think I ever told you that. But I'm like, I'm going to learn about Reiki. Oh, um, and then I, you know, started having the Reiki sessions with you. It was so powerful. So how I would describe myself, I was thinking about that. And I think today the word that's coming out for me is survivor. Um, I survived uh, psychiatry pretty much. And I survived uh, mental health illnesses. 
So today I'm a survivor and I'm someone that talks uh, through experience and I am someone that talks to other people in their journeys. And then I learn, you know, I get expertise from that. So there's these two different things, right? My experience, it's, it's similar in a lot of ways to a lot of people, but also very different. And that's what I really have to honor. I'll have to honor in each other's journeys. And I am a um, integrative nutrition health coach through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition of New York, IIN. Um, I'm also, like you mentioned, a yoga teacher, and I really focus on yoga for chronic illness. So really a slow approach to that. A lot of breathing, a lot of somatics, you know, how you go back to your body. And so people come to me like, I'm not good at yoga. And I tell them, I'm not either. (laughs) I'm a beginner teaching beginners, right? And I, but my focus is on that slow approach, really, how can you move through this and have it supported instead of um, just make you feel like you're less than like or comparison. And, and I also work with different doctors that I have learned a lot with, and I work them as a patient. And now I work them in, you know, more of a professional level and also as a student. One of them is Dr. Kathy Eo, and she's an amazing doctor of chiropractor that is, uses detox as a way of living. And that's how I live my life. And many, many different levels, we are exposed to toxins, either from anything that you consume. Anything that you consume can either nourish you or deplete you or poison you, right? From food to social media, to the news, to music. How do we detox our lives from these toxins are, you know, being shot at us from all these directions. So I don't think detox something that's one and done. I'll do a juice cleanse and I'll be free. Like, no, this is a way of living. How can you use that? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. and there's so many different ways. And from, you know, the physical to the spiritual base of detoxing. Um, And I am also a truly uh, a believer and, uh, you know, a student of brain health uh, as, you know, brain health as, you know, to support your mental health. So when people come to me and say, I'm so anxious, I'm so depressed, I even I'm OCD or I'm bipolar, not for a second, I think that's just something in your mind that needs to be Mm -hmm. medicated away. Again, it's something in your body that needs support. That's, that is how I connect to bring health to mental health. They're not separated and also physical health and mental health. They're not separated. They're just that one subject, the same thing. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. You just shared so much and we have so much to dive into. And, you know, I was excited for our call today because this week I'm kind of back to work after taking two weeks off and we're pretty sure that I was food poisoned, but also like y'all, like Emily was like the only person in my DMs that I was like talking to during this time because (laughs) A, like, I feel like you understand, like you're not from the Caribbean, but like you understand like living in the tropics and like the risks that I'm around and like what my body might be at stake like what might be happening to my body and you were like do you know about any mold and I was like oh my god I was in like the worst apartment and the AC was so bad and like I got out of there and I got really sick and you know it might have been food poisoning but I had like the worst immune system Um, my autoimmune just flared up so bad over the past couple of weeks and it was just nice to be able to message you and I'm just literally like I don't have dengue this is what's happening (laughs) and I just appreciate you so much just like being in my DM 
sometimes just being there like because it can feel kind of isolating to be like yeah I'm like in the Yucatan and I'm like really sick and I don't know what's wrong with me and to have you be like so specialized and just like really know like what could go on like even though you didn't really do it like a whole lot like I just felt so supported by you and I just appreciated you so much during that time. I'm so glad it can be really scary because it's really a whole set of different diseases that you can be exposed to there you know and even sometimes when I go back to Brazil uh, my immune system reacts differently to different foods and different pathogens that's in your water and your foods you know in your environment and and it's that balance of knowing when can I uh, you know it seems pretty acute so I'm like take your prescriptions you know don't mess around with that you know it's not the natural way takes longer you're not in that position of you know so like having that also that thought of okay like let's bring you know the food medicine and you know Mm -hmm. that you know western medicine and just kind of combining the two but I'm glad I was able to support and you can always message me because (laughs) it's nerve-wracking it's you were like yeah finish up those antibiotics I was like okay I will (laughs) I'm gonna take them because at first I was like just I don't know. I might not need them. And then I was, after talking to you, I was like, no, I need to take some medication. I'm not doing more. So <laughs> And people, maybe... and that's one of the things too, they're like, no, I'm feeling better. I'm like, no, just do yeah. the whole course. Don't mess around with that. You don't want to mess around yeah. with that. Trust what the doctor said. Do what he said. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, I'm like, I'm getting my green juice and my bone broth and like everything else I can to just keep taking care of my body. So, you know, the first thing that I'm so curious about asking you is, you know, I struggle with mental illness and that's been like the biggest part of my journey and my mental illness. Anorexia started destroying my body, which is why I have this autoimmune disease now. So I'd be curious if I came to you when I was like really mentally unwell and I was on all the medication and I was doing the therapy, this idea of like, let's get your brain healthy. Like that feels real. I don't even, I don't even know like what you mean by that. (laughs) So what would be like the first steps to like learning to get the brain healthy? I love, no, I love. I love that question and I love how you framed it because when people come to me, I'm a health coach. So if they're in a, a different, a difficult spot mentally, um, I always, you know, sometimes I have to get them, I have to delay working with me until they establish care with a, a mental health practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, so once they do that, then I'm like, okay, now I'm comfortable. I know you support it in that way because mental health practitioners are able to screen and, and, um, and just treat for things that I can't, for example, if someone is suicidal or if they're in eating disorders, which is um, really a, an area that health coaches are not trained on. So everyone, if you ha- mm-hmm. if you have an eating disorder, you need to talk to a mental health specialist. Um, mm-hmm. Helping a health coach really helps. But also some health coaches might say, I can't help you because, you know, healthy eating can really lead to orthorexia, which is mm-hmm. that obsessive seeking of only eating healthy foods. And I am a big proponent of balance and of living your life and of exploring other things than food. There's so many other things that nourish you. And that's one of the first pillars mm. of integrative nutrition. So integrative nutrition, we actually talk about the food that you eat as secondary food. The primary food are relationships, passions, your career, 
your uh, financial stability, your home environment, all of these things, they nourish you sometimes a lot more than food. So you'll wow. see you go to the movies and these people are happy eating their popcorn and drinking their soda and they're healthy, you know, and mm. you're asking like, here I am eating all the kale in the world and like counting my calories and doing all these things and I'm miserable, right? Yeah. Uh, it's because you are not being nourished in, you know, some of these ways are really important. Um, so, but if you came to me and you said, I, you know, these are my problems. I am working with a mental health uh, specialist. And if you, uh, in a mental health or a therapist, if you are on medication and ideally you would be working with someone that is a holistic practitioner, but it's not always possible. So that's why people come to me too. It's more affordable, but then I have to tell them I am not, you know, I can't help you just deal with your dosages and things like that, but I can help you through the process because it's a very mental difficult process if you come to me I would say let's look at your diet in ways that you know I would explore your relationship with food and if you have a problematic relationship with food we would then maybe start you know working with other types of nutrition so I would start asking about the relationships in your life how is your support system um how you move your body how you are taking care of you know your brain in terms of mindfulness and meditation, all of these different things we can explore during, you know, integrated nutrition sessions. Um, but then if you are able to explore um, a brain health through food, then there's a lot and a lot that can be done there. And that's basically getting people eating real foods. Now, I don't really care much about what they label their diet, if they're vegan, if they're carnivore, I am not, I don't have a list of things that I want you to eat, number one. I also don't have a certain diet that I want you to go on. It always has to be client-led. What supports you, and that's the, the principle of bio-individuality, what supports you might not support someone else. And that's the biggest problem that we have today is we look out there, there's so much information about the best diet, about the best exercise, but information is different than wisdom. What is your wisdom? What's your body telling you, right? So I like I like to get people out of the information and into their own wisdom. And a lot of times they tell me, hey, I've been vegetarian my whole life, but I feel like I need to introduce meat. But I am, a lot of my friends are vegetarian. Everyone has known me a vegetarian. I want to transition and I know how to do that. Or wow. the other way around. I feel like I am overdoing on the meat and I want to go back to more plant-based because I feel like there's more energy in that food. Mm -hmm. And that's how I work with people. And in whatever diet that you're on, there are ways to support your brain. But just eating whole foods that come in their whole form, just drinking more water and water that's been purified. Unfortunately, there's a lot of um, toxins in our water and that's that comes with that detox mindset too. So purified water remineralized water being in nature being nature with your bare feet you know just mm. bare feet in nature touching a tree being at the beach is actually one of the best a lot of negative ions there to counteract oxidative stress in your body so i'll get them eating whole foods and then if they want to diet then we would explore history in terms of toxin exposures so for example in my journey i've been exposed to a lot of heavy metals and in order to detox heavy metals and really in order to detox anything, you'd need to, you know, first practice 
toxin avoidance. And also you have to open your detox pathways. One of the things that a lot of people don't know is that our brain is fatty. It's just fatty acids. There's a lot of fat in there. When you're someone that is like me, I don't have a whole lot of body fat. When you're exposed to a toxin, your body wants to isolate the toxin, take it, take it out of the system. And the best way that it does it is by putting it in fat tissue, fatty tissue. When you don't have a whole lot of body fat, the fattiest place in your body is your brain. So you're, you just get all these toxins up in your brain. Your body's just trying really hard to uh, store them out. And then you develop a lot of different mental health conditions, which are really brain health conditions. And so you see that a lot on people that have had brain injuries, you know, they injure the brain and then all of a sudden they have anxiety, depression, which are mental health illness. And then you can see really clearly it's, a, it's, but if you're exposed to toxins, it's the same thing. So then by practicing toxin exposure, uh, toxin avoidance and opening up your detox pathways by again, movement, you know, getting your lymph flowing, sweating, either through exercise or a sauna or a hot springs or a bath, um, that's another way your body gets toxins out. Your colon is another organ of toxin elimination. So eating lots of fiber, that if that supports you, some people have gut imbalances that can aggravate it, but working you to that place where you're pooping many times a day, not just the one, you know, two to three, ideally drinking lots of water to help your kidneys and your liver and, you know, just opening up your detox pathways that way. And then you can start a really, you know, more in-depth detox protocol, even if you're cleaning parasites, which really thrive in heavy metal environments. Um, if you're cleaning mold toxins, if you are cleaning the heavy metals or, you know, you're dealing with some self-infection or these infections that kind of stay dormant in your mm -hmm. body. So there's, so if you came to me, it would, you know, three to six months <laughs> to really get, you know, working on all of this. Yeah. But the idea is just getting to you returning to your own wisdom. Oh my gosh. You just shared so much with us. Like, I'm like, wow, there's so much to learn from you. And you have an undergrad in biology. Is that correct? Why do I think that? Okay. I'm That's like, right. You, you, yeah. You're so like clear and all like it, like it all just seems to make sense to you. And, and, and I was reminded <laughs> of that. And I love how you said, like, I've never heard this before, but that's so beautiful. Like, let's focus on your primary nourishment that isn't even food. It's all of these other things that might be influencing you. And I think that for me, when I was struggling so much, it, it, my, my coach, I have an eating disorder coach, and she always reminds me when I'm struggling with food and my relationship with food, she'll say like, so how is this showing up in the way you're treating people? And how is this showing up in your relationship with yourself? And I've, it's really fully been landing for me lately that like our relationship with food and nourishing ourselves is really just a reflection of all of the relationships that we have in our lives. And mm -hmm. so much of my healing was actually healing my heart and healing my relationships and healing the environment and like my perception of the world. And I just love that perception because yeah, food was very secondary. It was like, let's manage all this stuff first and then we can start worrying about the food so so I'm I'm curious especially because I mentioned that you're Brazilian so people might be thinking oh there's got to be a, a point when she left Brazil you're living in Salt Lake City you're in my hometown you're speaking English quite well as your second language I'll just throw that out there. I, if I'm curious if you'd like to share with us your journey of why why are you a leader 
in this field? What, what have you gone through to make you want to help others heal? Yes. Yeah. That's a, a wonderful question. And it did start in Brazil. Um, obviously I lived, I was born and raised. I lived in Brazil until I was 20 years old um, when I moved to the United States. And when I was about 15 years old, I was just having a lot of allergies, asthma, I was an asthmatic child and it kind of never went away. And at that point, I also was living in a moldy house. It's just really, um, it's really humid in Brazil. And that was something that we weren't really aware of at the time. But now looking back, everything makes sense. And in my my parents put me through this um, allergy shot treatment, which I you know, at the time was the best thing that you could do it was actually pretty cutting edge in Brazil was coming from the United States. So it was actually like a pretty privileged thing to go through at that time. But what I didn't know at the time and what a lot of people don't know is um, some and I believe not all, but some of the allergy shot treatments do use aluminum hydroxide as a adjuvant. So an adjuvant, it's something that it stimulates your body to react to the antigen in the shot. But unfortunately, aluminum is also a really powerful neurotoxin. Mm. So within a month of me starting that treatment, it was a, an injection per week for a month and then once a month for many months, almost, wow. I think two years. Within a few months, I developed over half a dozen psychological conditions. Um, they diagnosed me from panic disorder to generalized anxiety disorder, uh, major depressive disorder, PTSD, agoraphobia, claustrophobia, uh, depersonalization disorder, dissociation disorder, derealization. So all of these different I got diagnosed within this time. It wasn't until later on that I also found out I had this genetic mutation that's actually quite common and people don't know uh, that it just it just makes it so that your body doesn't detoxify really well. So it's called the it's called the MTHFR gene and it just works on methylation. And methylation is a really um, important process that your body goes through to eliminate toxins. And if you don't eliminate toxins, you overflow your toxic uh, load. It's almost like you have a bucket and, you know, you're just overflowing that bucket with toxins and your body can handle it. So you developed disease. So that's what happened to me. Uh, my mental health illness was really brain health based, mm -hmm. really toxin based. And at the time when they don't know what's happening, obviously um, they put me on uh, psychiatric medications. So they put me on Lexapro, you know, as time goes by your body you know isolate the toxins it start tries to detoxify you start feeling better and um, but still is a it's a lifelong journey for me I'm still detoxing from heavy metals actually on finally on aluminum detox protocol right now and I'm pretty excited about it what happens is if they put you on medication and now I wasn't aware that I created a dependency on the medication. I was put on Lexapro and um, you try to get off and you, you cannot. You start experiencing withdrawal symptoms and my withdrawal symptoms would happen after usually I cut my last dose. So uh, when I went to the psychiatrist, he just told me that unfortunately I have this chemical imbalance and it's something that they can't test for and it 
it's something that it will, you know, be with me for the rest of my life. And I'll probably have to take this medication for the rest of my life. He also assured me that he wasn't aware of any long-term side effects of the drug. And he failed to mention any sort of dependency or withdrawal that I might experience when trying to quit. So I had no, um, you know, heads up about that. I did not have a full informed, informed you know, meeting him or a whole lot of information that he gave mm -hmm. me. So I would then proceed to quit over the course of almost a decade uh, by myself. And I would oh. fail uh, because I would withdraw. And my withdrawals were really mental health symptoms. A lot of people get physical symptoms like dizziness and nausea and, um, you know, shaking some like you're withdrawing from alcohol or even heroin, right? The, the, standard withdrawal but um there's also the psychological symptoms of that my my withdrawal was always anxiety and depression and that's what it's tricky because they would look at it and say this is why you're taking the meds see your 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 condition is returning you have to go back on them and i probably tried to quit three or four different times and until you know about two years ago, where like through a friend of mine, I was exposed to the holistic medicine world. And I started my own journey as a health coach um, that I heard of the work of Dr. Kelly Brogan. I really started with her work, but never since have found people that are more specialized in psychiatric medication tapering to work with. And but her book, A Mind of Your Own, was something that got me started and got me thinking that I will get off of this drug but I was withdrawing so hard that uh, I was put back on the drug by my psychiatrist and I remember saying this is the last time I'm doing this I am gonna do what it takes so before I was trying to quit within a few months you know I would cut my tablet in half and then in half again and then uh, go to zero and always have a terrible experience then I started working with a naturopathic doctor that let me through a 18 month long taper from 10 milligrams of Lexapro. Wow. And in that in that time, I was also supported by a lot and a lot of supplements because you just have, it was around the same time that, you know, I found out I had that gene mutation. I had severe nutrition deficiencies. I had this awful B12 deficiency that would cause me terrible palpitations. I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking I was having a heart attack. Oh. And I actually did go to the ER a few times. And the funny thing is, I was just, that was, was because I was so B12 deficient because of that genetic mutation. But I would go to my general practitioner and she says, it's your anxiety. So she kept getting increasing my Lexapro <laughs> instead of trying to look for root causes why I'm feeling this way. Um, and turns out all I needed was like some beef liver supplements and, you know, I, I, I took some B12 shots and the palpitations got much better. You know, and my hair stopped falling. My hair was falling too. And it was all related to all these like, so for a year and a half, I was probably taking, I was taking so many supplements. I was in therapy. I was about the same time I was getting my yoga teacher certification. And the funny thing is I never thought I would teach anyone. I just thought I need to commit to exercising and I love yoga. <laughs> and maybe if I pay this lady a ton of money, I will commit to it. <laughs> And I ended up finding, uh, and I ended up finding that that was true. I paid the money and co I committed. And then I just found the most beautiful teacher that, you know, this whole process enriched my life so much. So it's really a lot was going on during that time. 
Uh, and it's even hard to process sometimes. The reason why I do this work is when I was in my worst of my depression, I remember the only thing that kept me going was that um, if I can help someone, then all of this has been worth it. So if I can transform this, then that's probably why I'm going through this. I created a support group while I was going through this process and also, you know, like to support each other. And I'm not in that group as a mentor, more of a moderator to, you know, put people in and welcome them and and have them lead the discussions. But I remember a lot of times I was just thinking, like, I can't give up. I have my support group. I can't show them that, you know, this is I'm hopeless. Like I, I can't, I can't, sh I can't, like I can't give up. I have my support group. That was what kept me going a lot of times because, like, if I need, I want them to believe that we'll be okay. I need to that believe that myself. So that was the that was the power of community of support. That again, you, you can't find that on you know food or nutrition alone. You have to have that support. Ooh, and, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Wow. That is like, first of all, I'm so sorry that you went through all of that, you know, and I resonate so much with like going to the hospital, thinking I'm having a heart attack, them telling me it's just my anxiety, them giving me more pills. Luckily for me, getting off my Zoloft was very physical withdrawals, which was awful. But I was like, I will take this because my mental health was somehow fine. It was really like, oh, I the feeling of withdrawing off of those it like I can still kind of feel it in my body how awful it was. And so for you to have like your mental health layer on top of that and like to just be struggling and also not have your psychiatrist support. Like I had my NPs full support when I wanted to get off. And so I think it was a bit easier for me, but oh my gosh, like what a journey that you had to go through. And I think that the best healers and teachers in the world, they're not like, I'm going through this because I need to teach others. They're like, I just want to be healed. I just want to feel better. And then once you get there and you're like, wait, I could help, I could help like one other person with this, like that's groundbreaking. And I love that you created a support group for yourself because I know that for me and my treatment like my group therapy was really like the only thing that I felt like did anything supportive was feeling supported and that's been this crazy theme in my work especially this week when my clients feel like their friends and family have their back or they have a community supporting them, they thrive. Mm -hmm. And when they don't feel like anyone's in their corner, they literally, they can't get, they can't move forward. They can't get anywhere. And they have mm -hmm. to hire people like me to be in their corner and help them cultivate a corner where they feel supported. Because once you're supported, you're pretty invincible. So mm -hmm. I'm really proud of you for starting that group and for, you're like, I'm not the leader. I need you guys just as much as you need me. And we're all in this together. So 100%. Uh, that's so amazing. Yeah, and I, I love what you said because sometimes we, when we don't have the support, we focus on the food, right? We focus on getting really good at our diet. And I did that for a while. I'm like, what are mm. all the supplements? What is all the, you know, like the eliminations that I have to be doing? And I was really focused on that because everything else was chaos. So it makes mm. sense. But yeah, the support is huge, huge, yeah. because it gets you out of that hyper-focus mode and understanding that diet is a pillar but it's not everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So for anyone listening who wants to get off of their meds, 
the, you know, their their psychiatry meds or, you know, anything you're taking for your mental health. I don't know if like, you know, for me, I was very much, I had a list of medications that was like, you're going to, you're going to keep on taking this. And then of course the doctor, the other week, he prescribed me some of the things that they had put me on. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take this now because I need it because I'm like really in crisis right now. But then luckily those things I can, I can taper off. I don't have to be on them forever. And like, I decided that for me, like with my nurse practitioners and like, I kind of started leading my recovery and being like, Hey, so I'm feeling a lot better now. And like, I'm going to start calling the shots here. And so I wanted to just anyone who's listening, who's wanted to get off of their meds, a Emily's here for you, reach out to her, join her support group. And you know, maybe you want to work with her and like be in her network. Because I this is something that you and I have talked about so, so much. It was so, so, so hard for me to do. And I know that it's I mean, I feel like I got like the easy way somehow, because I have heard some other stories like yourself, where it was just brutal to get off. And so I just wanted to send anyone who's listening your way to get that support from you, because that's what you're here for. So thank you for doing that. Yes. And every every journey is different. And, you know, some people, there's a percentage, but of people that, you know, don't experience them any side effects or withdrawal symptoms and some that do and some that even have it for long, you know, really long lasting um, side effects or withdrawal, but it's all valid and it's all part of the same journey of going back to yourself. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we're like, oh, I didn't get as, as bad, but it's still Look at what you've been through. Your body's been through a lot and you mm. worked a lot. So that's what in the support group, we also really strive to honor everyone's journey because mm. it's all valid and it's all hard. Oh, I feel like so validated right now because I've been <laughs> like through, you know, I've been so healthy and I'm living in Tulum. Like this is like one of the healthiest places to live. And so to have my autoimmune disease just like slap me in the face so hard was like really upsetting. Actually, it was I was really mad. I was like, this isn't fair. I take amazing care of myself. This shouldn't be happening. And and I kind of blamed myself like what's wrong with me and a few people, especially my doc, my, my cute doctor who like comes to my door to write me my prescription is like, hey, this isn't your fault. Like, you got sick, like you ate something that triggered all of this, like no one is blaming you, you breathed in something that triggered this. And your body has gone through so much in your lifetime to be healthy now. But your body is still working really, really hard. And oh, I don't know if I told you, um, everybody here told me to go try out biomagnetismo is what they call it here biomagnetic therapy there's a man in town they call him the magnet guy he was such an angel emily and i went in to see him and in one hour of putting magnets over my body and doing his detection process he diagnosed in me what took doctors in the united states a year to figure out (laughs) i had to get two endoscopies and this guy puts magnets on me and he goes oh you're having an autoimmune flare-up it looks like a candida and a bacterial infection you definitely ate something bad your liver we're gonna treat your liver and i just started crying i was like how do you this this is amazing and he was like I don't want you to drink any more alcohol and I don't want you to eat any more animal products can you do that for me and I was like done easy and he was like you're gonna feel better in a couple of days and it's been a week now and I'm feeling so much better and it was like the most crazy validating experience of my life and I was like oh my god I have to tell Emily about this so I love that we are 
Oh my gosh. We are magnetic beings. Like our, our cells emit light and energy and it all, you know, I, and, and that's the thing too. People always come to me and they're like, what should I do? What is the therapy that works? What supplement should I take? Mm-hmm. And the answer is always, it depends. It depends on your story and it depends what resonates with you. Usually we know what to do next, but we're just outsourcing that wisdom, right? And there's literally a thousand different therapies, but what's in your field right now, right? Like that kept coming back to you. Instead of shutting that down, you took an interest in it. And that's, that when, that's when you know that's for you. But if I, you know, just, you know, if I'm resistant, I don't want to do it. Like you don't have to start in any specific area that you don't want to. A good example of that is like, I do coffee enemas really regularly. When people come work with me, they think I'm just going to say, you know, you're going to have to do coffee. <laughs> and, start, and, and you're like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, you don't have to. You don't have to. Like, where do you want to start? And a lot of people say, oh, I want to start with, you know, there's this massage therapist that I've been seeing. And, you know, there's so many different healing modalities that, mm-hmm. and they all work and they all don't work. So <laughs> right? it just, it depends on you. So I was, that's amazing. I love that. I'm so That glad. is so funny you say that because a couple of my friends here have been like, you want to do a coffee enema with us? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> But I'll do all these other things. So it's so funny that you say that because that's something I've been offered so many times since I've been here. And I'm just like, yeah, that's a no for me. But the bag, the magnet guy, I'll see the magnet guy. And like, I even had, I had a, I had the doctor come and just give me a drip IV after a couple of days of being so sick just to like make sure I was hydrated. And, and so it's, it was nice to be reminded like Jane, yes, your, your autoimmune is flaring up. You're very sick right now but you're not the dying 19 year old that you were. You're a grown woman with a credit card who can invest in these things, who can make these conscious choices. I can research, I can, you know, back when I was so sick, I didn't even, I couldn't even research. My brain was so foggy. I didn't, I, I, I couldn't even make my own decisions. And it was so empowering to be like, you're a grown ass woman now, you're gonna take control of this and you're gonna be okay. And it's going to be a different experience than last time. So I love that you say that because there is so much alternative therapy out there. And you're right, like it all works and it all doesn't work. And whatever (laughs) you feel drawn to that you feel like resonates with you is what you should try on. And so I'm always going to be like, yep, I had my Western doctor with the IVs and the prescriptions. And then I had the biomagnet guy who blew my mind and also helped me. So, you know, I think you and I both were always going to be wanting to bring both of those things in together. So amazing. What, what I'm really excited to ask you about is you went back to Brazil, which I mean, of course you go back to Brazil, but like you went back to Brazil and you (laughs) went on like a healing journey and I was watching you and I'm just like, I've been really excited to ask you about, Hey, you know, I know that for a lot of Brazilians, you leave Brazil for a reason and going back is a lot to face. And that's something that I will simply never understand. And so a, I thought it was so amazing that you went back And then you went on this like deep healing journey. So, hey, I want to hear what it was like for you to go back home after you've been through this like kind of crazy couple of years in the States. And then I just want to hear everything (laughs) about the healing journey that you went on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, it was um, it was quite it was quite the experience. So first I was I was I I was I used the word stuck 
a lot because that's how I felt. I was stuck in the United States for three years uh, since 2020. You know, they, you know, they closed the borders and then they put a bunch of different restrictions and it just took that long for me to be able to arrange a trip back to Brazil. And at, at that point, right, like I've never spent that much time out of my uh, away from Brazil and um, you get to forget a lot of things and one of the things that I did forget was um, about unconditional love and I might like cry but um, I don't have my family here and just to like feel held and supported was one of the main things that I forgot about I for not that I forgot it existed because I'm in touch with my family but being there in their presence Mm -hmm. and being held and taken care of and being supported and loved I'm like oh my god you know I have this how did I forget about it so that was like really the highlight of the trip yeah Um, I'm sure (laughs) you know because some people they grow up without it and um just to have that disconnect and to reconnect to it it's just like birthing again right and I, I know there's a lot of changes that are incoming in my life the 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 biggest journey has been this journey of going back to myself Uh, i've someone that you know love my life and have looked for ways to be happy but i also outsource my happiness a lot especially in relationships and the past few years has been a lot of you know a lot of shedding of different people that weren't supportive of my journey in different ways and i just kept going back to the fact that it's me and myself and you know sometimes breakups and losing friendships are really hard but then I just realized like I get to do what I want I get to do what Emily wants now and I don't have to compromise eventually when I'm in a relationship I will but right now in this moment I don't have to and I'm like what I really want to do is I want to go to this remote village in uh, the south of Bahia uh, which is the state where my parents live, which is one of the oh, best states cool. in Brazil. Yeah, oh, I want to go there so bad. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And it's so remote that, you know, when you hear about Brazil, you know, there's some sort of like crime and violence that happens, especially in big cities. In smaller towns, it's uh, way, you know, more manageable. But this village is so remote that some of the houses don't even have doors. Some of the windows don't close. Like no one, you can only get there very intentionally. No one's getting there to with ill intent because you can't get out of there just like that, <laughs> you know? So I said, I want to go as an intentional community that I've heard of heard of a while ago. It's called Piracanga. And they have a retreat center and an eco village. So in the eco village, they have about 200 people living there. And then they have the retreat center where where, that's where I stayed. And then you can just do there. You can just do an immersion. That's what they call. So it's a week long, just a curated experience of, you know, different healing um, workshops or we did yoga and we did workshops on conscious communication, conscious sexuality, healthy eating, non-toxic products. We did you know, a lot of different energy cleansings with some shamans from the area. Um, And then I emerged, immersed into a, um, just a three-day retreat on something called the uh, frequency method that just basically go through a frequency reset on all you different energy levels. But when I got my intention going there was clarity and it was clarity and courage. So I remember just, you know, my, I had to take this six hour car drive from my parents' place to the town. Then another hour on this dirt road that 
the potholes are so big that sometimes you have to cross my boat. Like, that's how big the potholes are. <laughs> and I'm like, at this point, it's just a river. Like, what is going on? <laughs> and I remember just thinking, um, you know, clarity for me to know the next step and courage for me to be able to take that next step. And I remember the first thing that happened was this girl that we were going there by, like, you have to like book with a certain guy that has a certain car and know how to navigate that road to get there. Mm. And this girl that lives there joined me on this ride. And she was a holistic psychotherapist. And she was talking to me. And like the magnet guy, <laughs> she talked to me for three minutes, five minutes. And she laid down. I was like, so here's what I see in you. I see that you really want to please your father because of this and that. <laughs> and that's why in and you're scared of making decisions of your own. And just that little conversation, it kicked off my week pretty much. Um, and I just, I just went in and I'm like, that was the first, you know, person that came into my field. And then we had an art, ther like art therapy session where, you know, this therapist, she gave me a, like a roll of yarn and she told me write your life story with this yarn on the ground and I just write my story you know I just do these things and I just found myself like making air times that were really hard with really intricate designs and tied up times that were good really smooth beautiful lines and I and I saw that every time I had the you know the mass the all the tangled up yarn it was always followed by a, by a really good time and then a little bit of mass and a good time and then and when I stopped like here's where I am now it's a mess and then she told me so do you know what comes after right and I'm like it the smooth line the smooth line comes after the really good time comes after this so that was you know I'm like I never knew I could cry over a ball of yarn but here we are <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And uh, and then we had like a the like conscious communication is a really conscious community. So there's no uh and nothing that alters your consciousness is allowed in that community. So no alcohol, no weed, uh, no psychedelics unless it's uh you know a workshop or a retreat that's specialized on that. Not even television. So people don't have television there because they consider that another, uh, you know, alteration, something that alters your consciousness. Mm -hmm. So everyone's sober and everyone is just communicating and connecting really consciously. So we had this radical honesty workshop. And I remember, um, you know, it's a lot of random people that you don't know, but by the, the end, you're best friends with them. And she just ran through uh, us through a lot of exercises. And that was one of the most healing things because, because she was like, just drop the story. What are you feeling right now? What's in your body right now? And just tell me that. So we had this exercise where we had to eye gaze and I eye gazed with this total stranger. And you just had to look at their eyes and say, when I look in your eyes, I feel, you know, fill in the blank. Or when I look in your eyes, I see. And here I was with this complete stranger and he was looking into my eyes and he was just telling me all these things. Like, I see someone that's ready for a change. I see someone that's kind, but brave. And I just, again, started crying. <laughs> and I was really good friends with that person. And I knew nothing about him. He knew nothing about me. I think we knew our names, but... He knew everything about me <laughs> as well because he knew I was feeling that moment, but there was no story. So that was the thing that came to me was drop the story. What's showing up to you right now? Mm -hmm. And really allow me to connect with people in a way that I'm like, you can tell me your boundaries. You don't have to explain them to me. 
I don't need to know why you want this boundary to be respected. Okay, you're back. You froze for a second. Okay. And now you're back. Good. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> and the energetic healing too that I went through. Um, I was at up until that point, chronic supplement taker. Um really strict with my diet and just strict with a lot of things in general because I was holding on to these things like I was holding on to the pill before that mm. the laxapro that I was taking mm -hmm. this is giving me sanity this is keeping me from going over the edge so I'm going to be almost obsessive about it mm -hmm. and the energetic and the spiritual realms I was not giving too much attention to um, so we went on this journey in a mangrove that's, you know, a sacred space close to this village. And there's this guy that just works with the local shamans and is one himself and just works with like, you know, being a steward in that area. And, and I remember seeing, he works out of this little hut and, it, and literally he came there with nothing and he still has so little, but he's so happy and the first thought that I had was, we make life more complicated than it needs to be. Here I am, there's this guy, he's just truly, he just wakes up every day and he's living his life and his passion. And he's one of the most accomplished, successful people that I know of is that guy because he is the definition of success for me. He's happy, he's doing what he loves, right? He took on this journey on the estuary, like a little estuary, I think that's called... This little area where the, you know, the mangrove and the river meet and we just lay, you know, in a circle, just lay in this mud and we pray and we pray together and we pray for each other and we each say our own, you know, individual prayers and then we bathe ourselves in this mud that just pulls so many toxins out of you. And then, you know, he cleans us with like these, um, just some cleansing herbs and then some smoking. And every time I exited one of these rituals, one of these workshops, I would shed a layer of this weight that, mm. you know, were just put on me. Um, I was really grateful to go through that experience with my sister. Um, and oh, my sister is, she was, yeah. Oh. And it was just, you know, how we think about healing our family line and like having conscious relationships. And like right now in my life, she is the most conscious relationship that I have. And we're constantly talking and evolving and working through things. We ne never put things under the rug. Um, mm -hmm. And contrary to popular belief, you know, it actually draws you closer because a lot mm -hmm. of people avoid conflict and avoid the hard conversations. Mm. Um, thinking I just want to be happy but actually that you know that healthy communication will bring you closer to whoever you love more so don't avoid it just go through it right um, and we went through this workshop together with the frequency method workshop and um, yeah the the structure just help us like just it's it was basic, based on the chakra system um, so in each chakra you have you, you energy profile, the things that are held there, the feelings, either, you know, like challenging feelings or, or more supportive feelings um, that are in that frequency. So we just had to analyze all these patterns and like do different exercises to release it. Um, but at the end, he just taught us this, what's called a cerebral, cerebral reset, uh, which is basically just a structured prayer that I wasn't, 
in the habit of doing and the first thing that he says is first thing you connect with this divine light only because it's good and i'm like oh my gosh like i never had attributed this feeling of just having this connection of i, it, I know it's good so i'm gonna connect to it and then you feel the love of god something to you have never connected i always thought you just have to be a really just person to be feel the love of God like mm-hmm. <laughs> um but you just connect to the love and then you bring that love to yourself and then you bring that love to others and then you you Ooh. know identify what's your task and then you ask a question and receive the answers you know so you just guide us through that wow. process so then it's been almost a month and a half or a little more that I left that almost two months that I left the community and I do the cerebral reset every day I tailored it to my own needs i now work with angels and that's been like a whoa emily realization (laughs) you're getting crazy (laughs) right crazy just like working with angels and doing like the like gratitude prayers and my life and then and then also we would do ashtanga yoga every morning first thing in the morning wow and I just loved Ashtanga because it takes a little bit away this idea of like, what do I have to do? It's just, you know what you have to do. There's no sequence. Go yeah. through it, right? Yeah. So been doing Ashtanga and then the cerebral is set every day for almost two months. And nev- these practices never left me. I have not been taking any supplements. And the reason why that's exciting is because it was a crutch. I was using them as a crutch. Mm. And now I'm like this healthy, happy person without something that I thought was absolutely necessary you know it's been it's been amazing I just that experience again remind me of those primary foods right Mm. what else is nourishing you other than the foods and your supplements (laughs) so that was in the nutshell what happened but it was you know at some point we were singing songs by the moon you know and a round of bonfire or like there was a you know, a dry, like a sauna that they have that's like wood fired. It was just, you know, it's such an amazing experience. That place is like another dimension. <laughs> it's not, like what a dream. Like I've just keep getting full chills as you're describing this to me because it's like you went down for healing and it's like you learned Like, it feels like before you went back, you were very focused on like the science of healing and using supplements and food and detoxing and really using like your logical brain and your scientific mind to like get your healing. And then you go down to this community and they're like, so we're just going to eye gaze and communicate clearly. And (laughs) you're like, okay. And we're like going to teach you energetic mastery. Like I just started healer school last night and my whole lecture was on energetic mastery crystal clear fucking clarity when you're talking to other people saying what's present. And I love what you said about dropping the story. The story doesn't matter. What are you feeling? What's happening in your body? What's present for you? Can you communicate that with others? And just this um, like reset that you talk about, about being in prayer and connecting with something higher and and asking for that guidance and, and asking to be guided. Like you sound like you had a little bit of a spiritual awakening. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Like if you didn't know any better, you would think, but it was definitely, it really was. It really was because I wasn't in prayer before. I didn't understand love's, like God's love. How can someone that loved me allow me through go to go through so much pain 
And then I realized I asked for this, not in the way that like, oh, I'm asking for it, but in the way that before I entered this journey, I knew that this was the path that I needed to go through to learn what I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. So just like a parent that lets their child go on a trip abroad, you know, that's going to be hard for them to integrate into a different culture or like live abroad like my parents did. They know we're going to suffer. They know it's going to be hard, but they gives us this unconditional love and support for us to go anyways. Mm. And that to me, <laughs> it's what God's love is. Oh. He or they or it let us go in this journey because we really wanted to learn. And but he just, you know, it just says, I can't wait for you to be back. Right. For us all to be together. again. <laughs> so I'm like, I finally get it. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm just like full chills. This is like such an amazing conversation. And, and I think, I think my favorite thing that you said is about this successful shaman that you met that like works in his hut every day. And I think that's been the most beautiful thing about living down here in, in Mexico for me is a relating to what you said. My, every time I talk to my parents, they're like, we're so proud of you. Like, we're so excited for you. You're doing amazing. And I'm like, you guys make me feel invincible when I have your support. I can do anything <laughs> when you guys have my back and you agree with the decisions that I'm making. And, and for me, so much of this journey has been like just traveling in general has been remembering that like the world is actually a safe place and that I can go and I can adventure and I can experience. And, and it's not like we think it's so scary to go out and do these things. And it's not that scary. And the, the thing that I've loved the most about living here in Mexico is that I don't need much. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of stuff. I don't want to buy anything because I don't want to take it home. I only have 50 pounds that I can take home with me. And my life has gotten so much more simple. And I keep thinking about like, when I lived in the States, like every Saturday, I would go to Target and just like blow money, like just to bring me some sort of like joy, some sort of like dopamine hit. And like, I don't do that anymore. Like if I'm down, I'll go swim in the ocean until I feel better. And then I'll come home and have a good meal. Like those, that's nourishment, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like just so excited about this whole experience you had in this village. Were you all speaking Portuguese the whole time? Was that mostly Brazilians? Yeah, it's mostly Brazilians. And in the workshop, we did have a few people that, you know, had some understanding of Portuguese, but also, you know, mostly sp spoke English. And uh, the cool thing was that, you know, enough of us in that course also spoke English. So afterwards, we would break and, you know, these friends would come to me like, what happened? <laughs> Can Aww. we just go through some of the details? And, oh. and then we, you know, so that was like really cool, because it's all and there's a, a lot of people from um, just South Central America in general there mm -hmm. too. So Spanish speakers and Portuguese speakers and some English speakers. That is, yeah, I, yeah, I needed that information to get the whole visual of it because it just sounds amazing. Thank you so much for just sharing that with yeah. all of us, especially because, you know, I, I can just, I can see a change in your energy. Like you just seem so <sighs> comfortable in your body and so relaxed and like, maybe the rigidity that like to me was just kind of part of your personality before it's like not there anymore like you're like oh, I'm flowing yeah. I realize the love of God <laughs> we're good it's not in the magnesium supplement y'all I have to tell you it is not <laughs> oh my god that's so funny oh that's mm. so 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 amazing so 
You know, I guess the the last big question on my mind for you is for someone listening who is just, you know, in that really, really hard part that you and I have both been in the, the darkest parts where things are so hard and, and you're really like, why, 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 why do I have to have my life like this? What would, and, and maybe you can even say this to yourself in that moment. What are the first steps that someone could take to start healing? you know, mm-hmm. kind of a universal idea of what's that first step? Oh, I love that, that question. And to me, the answer to me is reach out. Do mm-hmm. not isolate. You are not a burden for asking for help. Imagine if a friend came to you and said, I'm going through such a hard time. I need a meal today or I need someone to just sit in silence and hold me. Wouldn't you be so happy that someone trusted you enough to make that request? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you gladly provide that to them? Remember that there's no shame in asking and someone will be so happy to provide that to you. Um, sometimes we just feel like we have to do it all and we have to go through this alone and you have to pull this, you know, discipline and this in being encouraged in your own, on your own. And you don't have to, you, you can't lean on others. So that's what I would say. Reach out. Don't go through it alone. Girl, I needed to, that hit me so hard. It's like making <laughs> me to cry because I, I needed that. When I got sick, I have one friend in town, right? And she came and got me, took me to her house, set me up on her couch, called the IV to come, got me electrolytes. And the whole time I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm such a burden. And she was like, no, you're not. You're my friend. You're so sick. You can't be alone. And and after being at her house for just a couple of hours and just having her take care of me, I she was like, you're like significantly improving. Like I just mm. like felt so much better. And then the next day I was like, I'm going to go home. Like I don't need to be like sick in your space all day. And I came home. I was alone all day. And I just started spiraling and I texted her and I was like, will you come get me? Like, I really can't be alone. And she <laughs> this was like, of course. was a mistake. Yeah. I was like, I don't like being alone when I'm this sick. It's terrifying. And as soon as I was with her again, I would start feeling better. But this voice in my head that was like, you're such a burden to her was insane. And I had to keep telling myself, my friend loves me. She doesn't want me to be alone in my studio apartment. She's happy to take care of me, but like, I couldn't believe it. I had to, it was the weirdest burden wound for me to overcome and allow the only person that I know in this town to just be there for me and take care of me. And I know that she wanted to, but ooh, it was so hard. hard. It was <laughs> so hard. So I've been thinking about that a lot, you know, like you're, you're not a burden and nothing makes me happier than when my friends reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I need you. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to be needed. I'm here for you. I love you. Like, let me share my love with you. So, wow. Oh, this conversation just has hit <laughs> in so many ways. And I am, I am missing so many of my people back in Salt Lake. And I'm actually headed back in two weeks. And I'm oh, yeah. so anxious about leaving this just incredibly healing piece. Like my nervous system is just as chill as it could be. But I know I'm going to come back to Salt Lake and like integrate as much of that as I can. And, and being away has made me realize what an amazing community I have back home. Just like you, like my family loves me. I've never missed my family so much as I do right now. And all the amazing friends that I have at home, it's going to be so nice to go back to that support system. So good. And know that these places are always going to be there. Cause sometimes I felt like I'm, I'm so far away from Brazil. It's, um, 
you know, you feel like it's gone, you know? Yeah. And when I come back, I'm like, it's still here. It's here for me. Tulum is there for you. Portugal, even oh. Brazil, it's yep. there. They're all there for you. The moment you decide to return. So, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to feel that, but it truly is. Yeah. And it's I, I appreciate that. And every time one of my Brazilian friends reminds me that I can go back to Brazil if I want to, I'm like, <laughs> thanks, I need that. <laughs> It's not going anywhere, <laughs> is it? It didn't disappear, did it? It's still there. <laughs> yeah. And you're home. You get to choose your home, you know, and oh. the places you're from. You get to choose the places you are from. And that's oh. beautiful to realize. So, oh, my yeah. gosh. Okay, my <laughs> last question for you. And it's so funny because it's like, I feel like this episode is like Emily's spiritual awakening. But <laughs> I would love... <laughs> that should be the time. Yeah. I would love to hear you share just the words of this show, spiritually queer. Um, what does that mean to you? The word spiritually, the word queer, you don't have to relate to both of them, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Oh, I, um, so when I think about the word queer, I think about just being yourself because mm -hmm. it just encompasses so many, um, you know, all the, the entire spectrum, because when I talk a lot, even when I talk about inflammation, when I talk about healing, it's all a spectrum. There isn't black and white. There isn't I'm healed. I am, you know, completely not healed. There's only a spectrum. So um, to have something that kind of that kind of puts it all, it just says, this is a spectrum. You don't have to define yourself if you don't want to. You can if you want to. You get to choose what you do. So to me, being spiritually queer is I think that's what I think I am because unfortunately you know in um as a, a white person um you know and having all of this you know the 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 baggage that you know even our race kind of brought to the world where it disconnected mm -hmm. other people from mm -hmm. their ancestry and their and their religion and their spiritual practices but the other side is that it also disconnect you know ourselves so mm -hmm. if you ask me about my heritage of you know maybe pagan traditions in Europe that's ideally what I would like to be practicing but we've been in such a disconnected world um, due to colonialism that it completely disconnects everyone from their heritage and now when you're an adult and you I've never been part of a church or anything like that or, or organized religion you get to see what you know, resonates with you. And my, my practice, like I said, you know, I learn with these different teachers and then I find what resonates with me. There isn't a definition. I don't know what Emily is, you know, but I also think I am nutritionally queer <laughs> because, you know, I'm not following one, <laughs> one sort of, you know, like um, diet or I'm just doing what resonates and mm -hmm. there isn't a label for that. Um, so that's that's how I see, and then the and the 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 journey is always going back to yourself, um, and usually that also relates to going back to your ancestors, going back to your history. Um, it's a it's a beautiful journey, but it's and it's really queer. It all is because you know there's no boundaries. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're yeah. like, you're like, I fully understand the word queer. And that's why I love queer spirituality, because it is, it's so much about just healing on your own unique journey. And it's so funny, all these little things you've hit on. It's like, you are so in connected to my field, because just yesterday, someone was asking me about all this lingo that people here in Tulum use all this like spiritual lingo, and they're asking me to translate some things. And I was like, all of this relates back to us being pagans. 
but nobody wants to just relate it all back to paganism. <laughs> Instead, we're stealing it from Hinduism and Buddhism and Taoism when actually we were all pagans and this all relates back, but we have forgotten that. And so we're like stealing it from other places when like mm -hmm. we could get back. So I just, I'm like, Emily, you were just so on point today bringing that up because <laughs> I was just talking about this. So, oh my God, you're just amazing. I love, love, love chatting with you. And um, lastly, if anyone listening wants to learn more about your work, work with you, get involved with you, what's going on with you and your work and how can they find you? Yeah, so the best way to find me is through my Instagram, Health with Emily, and my name is spelled E-M-I-L-I-E. -I -E. Um, and there you'll find a way to join my support group if you need. Is uh, We have it in two formats, uh, chat on Instagram where we really talk daily and a monthly call. Jane was one of my guests one time and it was beautiful. Uh, and then I just try to bring people that have been through the psychiatric uh, medication journey uh, from, you know, being on it to being out of it, uh, just to bring people, just give hope to people that it's possible, that healing is possible. And uh, I also have a Facebook group that where we talk more broad um, health themes, like detoxification is a big thing that we talk there. And I put the meeting recordings if you're not able to make it um and also a newsletter email list that i send every once in a while um just to, so people get updated on my journey and the things that i'm doing i am a health coach so i do take clients i'm on a wait list basis now but reach out to me and i'll put you on the wait list okay. and um but i am you know I'll, i'm available through the chat and in other ways as well so different ways to tap into, you know, this, this knowledge of uh, psychiatric medication, healthy living, and detoxification, and soon spirituality, and also some sensual movement. I've been getting really sassy lately. Ooh, I have been noticing. <laughs> uh, <So. laughs> linda. And um, congratulations on like, you know, just the success of your business and the success of your health and just the glow that you have going on. And I know that you're, you're all settled into your cute house. And I've just loved watching your journey and watching you just become so embodied and so grounded. And I'm so grateful to have you out there existing as a leader. You know, it makes me like we got some teammates out there holding the field, <laughs> inspiring people. So Emily, thank you so, so, so much. Muito gratidão para você. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. And and just sharing your beautiful heart. And for everyone listening, I will link everything in the show notes. If you resonated with Emily, go say hi to her. She's adorable. Go give her a follow. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Obrigada. <laughs> claro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it felt inspiring to your being. Please share this show with someone who you think might need to hear this message today. Spread the love and spread the light. And if you really loved it, you can leave us a rating and a review so that even more cool homies can tune into this show as well. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one -on -one or joining one of my programs like Sunrise or Sanctuary, check out my website, janelion.me. Links are all in the show notes. May you go into the world today and be more kind, more compassionate, and more loving towards yourself and others than you were yesterday. And I love you. And I cannot wait to see you for the next episode.